This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. G'day, it's Lols here. Just a little check-in from Torquay with the boss and I. Big love to everybody who's in Melbourne and in lockdown, Mark 2. It must feel so tough. We're in Torquay, so we're so lucky. We get to still move and kind of live, I guess the word normal doesn't feel right, but a normalish life. Um, sending mega love to everybody in Melbs and anyone in America that's listening to this who's probably also in a pretty strict lockdown. Today's guest, we are season five. Can you believe it? Season five, episode one, with my wonderful friend. I want to introduce her as Natural Harry. She is the author of two books, a third one to come really soon this year. Um, When we did this podcast, we were just kind of getting to know each other. And to be honest with you, we've kind of become buds now. And she's a local girl, and we hang out and go for beach walks together with her epic dog called Fred, who's beautiful, and you might know him from my stories. So, If you're into health, if you're into plant-based diet, if you're into eco-living, if you're into caring about your footprint on this earth, Harry is the girl for you. She's honest, she's real, she is very successful, but she's not caught up in the magic of success. You know, the bells and the whistles, that's not Harry. She's a real down-to-earth girl. She's also just had her birthday, so happy birthday, Harry. And thank you so much for sharing your honest story, the highs, the lows, everything with us. I think we can all gain something from this chat. Big love to you, Natural Harry. Welcome to the pod, Natural Harry. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I was just saying, what do I call you? I'm like, I want to call you Natural Harry because of Instagram, but it's Harriet Birrell, right? Yeah, it is. I do get called Natural Harry. Every so often someone will yell it out or something. Do you want people to call, <laughs> yeah. I get yummo. Hey, do yummo. Because ah. of my Insta, it's yummo. No one's <laughs> yeah. like, well, that's the start of it. Oh, that's too good. Oh. So, okay, so for, for the purposes of like mates, Harry. Yeah, Harry. Because a friend of mine's got a Harriet and she gets she calls her Hattie. Yeah, it's so cute, isn't I it? I wish that stuck. <laughs> I used to call myself Hattie when I was little. But, yeah, it didn't stick. I get my nickname is Biz. I like from, Biz. Yeah, Biz is good. Yeah. What's it from? You can call me Bizza. Um, Birrell, surname. Of course. Yeah, or Birrett. Of course. Harry or Birrett. <laughs> I am so um, pumped to have you on because we – so I'm trying to think where I first got to know because I'm obviously I've been isolating in Torquay you're, are you based near Barwon Heads? Where are you based? Yeah, yeah, just inland of Barwon Heads so on the Bellarine. So we're yeah. kind of in the same vicinity. Yeah. And we've been like Insta friends for a while. Yeah. But when have I feel like I first got to know you, I actually think when I had a meeting with my publishers, your book was just around, like just around. I know we don't yeah. have the same yep. gang, but I remember it being like, this is an amazing book. So I That's feel like awesome. I've known about you for a very long time. Does that make sense? Well, ditto. Yeah. Really? That's a, so weird. There's so many funny like similarities in some of our story. Like, yeah, well, which I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about. But, yeah, like the same thing. I went to a publisher and your book was around. How funny. And the same thing. I got given one because they were like, you have to look at this. It's so amazing. Really? Yeah. I, it's so, so funny when I say that about you. I could never imagine someone having my, I don't know, I never see myself. I feel like you've probably got a similar personality. I never see myself as like having made it. No. And so I, the thought of my books being in a publishing house, I'm like, How? It's a, same, same. I know. It's still surreal, like walking past a shop and seeing it in the window or something. Don't you reckon? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What? Yeah. It's like yeah, there's yeah. another person sometimes. Do you know as yeah. well, I remember um, because my book's been out for yonkers now, um, someone said, oh, pick this one up at the op shop. And I'm like, oh, you, gee whiz. So someone's oh. bought it, got over it, <laughs> handed it to an op shop. 
humbling but, moment, I guess you'd say. Yep, yep. That's very humbling. Oh, yeah. man. Anyway. <laughs> so too good. I wrote to you probably a few weeks ago now and said, let's jump on the pod. And, and I said, it's about failure. And you're like, mate. Where do we? I got so it's very where you're like boom, boom, boom. I've got so many things I can talk about, but I kind of want to start at the start a bit. So I read when you um, finished school, you were kind of like, I love fashion, but also I love like fine arts, but also I love nutrition and food. Is that kind of where it? I guess the bubbling pot of where the dream kind of started because you went into yeah. study fashion, didn't you? Initially? Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I'm definitely found out over the years that I'm really multi-passionate, which I think is both a blessing and a curse because I really was split. Like, what do I do? I love fashion. I was a sewer from a really young age. I used to make my own teddies and stuff. How weird. How old have you been doing that? <laughs> oh, really little. I'm really? pretty sure mum had to me like a big needle and a tea towel when I was like four. Amazing. And I just sewed it all together. I was always making stuff and wasn't a really great academic student. I just wanted, I was really hands-on and stuff and did textiles in year 12 and made some ugly formal dress <laughs> Amazing. and then was like, oh, I love this. And um, I was just really torn because I also was really interested in nutrition but I kind of, I just had to choose one or the other. I was so torn and just went with the fashion design thinking creative. I have to follow that passion, just chose one. Kind of a bit of an any, many, many, mo situation oh, wow. when I was in England. Yeah. When yeah. you're in England, so. Because I did a gap year there and worked at a prep school, mm-hmm. like a, a kind of posh little tiny prep school in yeah. the Cotswolds. Um, and oh, amazing. Amazing. But, wow, it was so tough. Like one really? of the toughest years of my life. It was just like round-the-clock work for nothing um, and like or doing all sorts of odd jobs, dog's body thing, but working to like one in the morning nannying and oh, yeah. it was an interesting year and it definitely taught wow. me work ethic but yeah, also yeah. probably taught me some bad habits of like you just need to work super long hours like and hard. Yeah. So it like takes I've, a while to realise, uh, uh, it takes a long time to realise you can work smart to get very ahead. Like I had the same mentality where I was like just, especially with writing books, I'll stay up into the middle of the night totally. if I know I'm on a deadline or yep. I want to get that thing perfect or read it 15 million more times, all that. Yes. Like I, I was a bit OCD yes. in my work ethic. Can I ask one quick question? Total digress about the Cotswolds. Amazing, beautiful. Amazing, amazing. Like Princess Anne used to ride past my window. No. That, is it at Princess Anne? I don't know. I don't know yeah, yeah. I, look, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because no And for people that are going, Cotswolds, what? Google. Yep. It's like beautiful, right? Yeah, Google. Postman Pat country. Like imagine Postman Pat riding <laughs> his little or driving his little car through those rocky like With stone like walls and, and stuff, like my cat, all of that jazz. <laughs> it's that. Like oh. that is it. Yeah. There's something very uh, romantic about England, like culturally romantic and the buildings and the, yeah. the like I lived in Shoreditch for a little while. Oh, yeah. And it was just like everything was cobblestone yep, and there yep. was like flower markets. That's in London, yeah? That's yeah, London, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bit, a little bit different but yeah. still like. There's you, a magic. Yeah, and there's a, um, there's, it feels like there's just wisdom in the buildings. Yes. Like it feels old. Well, there's a reason I guess that there's like, you know, fairies and all that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> in their folklore and things. Yeah. It has that magic feel, like the mossy kind of. Oh. Yeah, it was amazing. And then like being able to try, being a bit close to Europe to travel and stuff was incredible. Of course. But right. I did like just panicked before I got home because it was gap year. What am I going to do? And wanted to do fine art and my mum kind of said, oh, I don't know, like and I just doubted myself from that and so went for the fashion design because I was like, I thought, I'm not sure why, but I just thought it was more practical and, yeah, so I went into it. Is this where, is it smuggly budgies? Smuggling (laughs) budgies. That actually happened really, that was right before the caravan. Because you went travelling before that, right? Yeah, so I travelled. So I travelled after I did like a did my fashion design course and then spent about four years working in the industry and was a bit broken by it 
Uh, even though like there's wonderful, there is absolutely wonderful people and um, businesses in the fashion industry, just the areas I went into. And, um, is it more the commercial side of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything that in the company I worked for, everything was made in China and it was much more about numbers and trade sketches and all that kind of yeah. thing and measuring. And, um, yeah, so I decided I sort of got cracked a bit and moved back to my parents and had a bit of a quarter-life crisis at 25, yeah. classic, yeah. Um, and went travelling and at the end of that ran out of money in Spain and walked the Camino de Santiago. Yeah, I read about this <laughs> on your you? website, yes. <laughs> uh, it was epic um, but so funny. Like I walked with all sorts of random people. How long is this walk as well? Isn't it like? If you do the classic way, it's like a month meant to be or a little wow. bit longer. Okay. And I did it in 20 days because I was trying to get a flight. So I did like a, in the middle there I was like 50Ks a day walking with Dude, these two. I wouldn't have done it by myself but I met these two random blokes who were um, one was Spanish and one was Italian. Yeah. And they had like made this weird like band and they were playing music along the way. It was very funny. But they wouldn't let me Sounds go. Like a I movie. was like I'd kind of like go, oh, I'm just going to go and stay in this this place tonight, they'd just be there the next day like, let's go. <laughs> and they were really funny. It was like a movie. Sounds like a dramatic finding super, yourself. Oh, Hero's my God. journey. Go, yeah, quarter-life crisis. Yeah. yeah. And they um, got like they asked for a little bit of like colloquial Australian slang to learn. I gave them a bit and they really stuck on um, smuggling budgies. Like they caught, they twisted it. And I was like, that is excellent. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so because I was walking and I was doing the same thing as I did in my gap year, I was like, I will, I need to decide what I do when I get home. Not sure why I put that pressure on myself because I could have just worked in a job. Yeah. But I just thought I've got to use the fashion design course and everything. And so I'll make men's shorts and I'll call it smuggling budgies. Okay, cool. So good. Yeah. That was so really how that good. came about, yeah. And then so that happened quite like, did you say just right before the caravan? Right before the caravan because I came home, went straight to Savers in Fitzroy and bought I a love whole that. lot That's of, a good Savers. It is a good Savers. Big. And because I was like, nah, fashion industry's got to change. I was probably a bit too early. And bought a whole lot of like old cool bed sheets and washed them and then <laughs> <laughs> made them into like I think like a hundred pairs of shorts, like myself on an old singer at home, went to the Anglesey market and sold them all. And I was like, cool, okay, I'll do this. So then I was like, I've got to do it properly. I'll get a factory in Melbourne that's ethical and found one and had everything ready to go, did the patterns and the um, everything. And then they went bankrupt in the process of making my shorts and kind of disappeared and she disappeared with my shorts. But anyway, mm. long story. Had and you sunk a bit of money into that? I had, well, like relatively a lot because at the time I was just like I was really still a poor student. So yeah. I'd sunk everything I had into it oh. and was living with mum and dad. And oh. I was like, ah. you know, all your other mates are like finishing medicine and law or teaching and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it was, yeah, everything into it. And then so I was just like whatever, I'll fall back on um, I'd done a bit of nannying in England, so I just I started nannying for a, a really nice Bowen Heads family, um, and started studying nutrition. Oh, plant, oh, sorry, um, integrative nutrition. So that's that IIN course. Yeah, I started America. classic nutrition, and wow, well done for doing your nutrition course. <laughs> and I, but I was doing it online because I was like, I've got to stay living with mum and dad. It's too far, and I yeah. just would fall asleep on the table. Like okay. I just, I'm, I need to be in person yeah. and struggle with the. Yeah, the internet side of things. Uh, so, yeah, I did the iron course just for my own, like, interest. interest. And it's a nice vague overview of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. An, it's still a year-long course, isn't it? It's still a year-long yeah. course. The first half is really, like, about all the different dietary philosophies, which I was really interested in. And then the second half is sort of more about, like, how to make that into a business. And I kind of lost interest a little bit in the second half. Got you. Yeah. But it's a really good, like, foundation to have, especially yeah. 
fast forward to your recipe books as well because it gives you because you're very passionate about plant-based food yeah yes and so it gives you a really nice kind of like foundation to then understand the nuts and bolts and you need a foundation for everything so it is like you know to build a house on you need good foundations I think you need good foundations for um yeah, anything you do. Yes. So, can you tell me about the caravan? Because it is everybody should. Well, everybody should really go out and buy your books. Definitely, if you're at all into health, like wholesome health, I would say, and a celebration of whole real ingredients. Yeah, this is your kind of book. So you've got Natural Harry. Yeah, right. The book, first book, and then Whole, the and then Whole. Book. Yeah, but is Natural Harry about the cat? Like the caravan is like the setting for that book. Is yes. it not? Kind well, of, because, or the inspo? Yeah, definitely. Because we wanted to continue it in a way, but we knew we were closing it. Like yeah. eventually, it closed in two thousand and sixteen, and it was my way of making it live on. So everyone yeah. who'd enjoyed it and loved it, and like all the tips, because I was always having conversations with yeah. people. I'm sure you did too about smoothies and. <laughs> Frozen banana yeah. and what is Mackey Pe- berry and peel it before you freeze yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then and then break it into bits. And, yeah, <laughs> how to make a thick, nice smoothie. So that was my way to make it live on and give away all of those recipes that everyone was always asking for because I loved them and wanted yeah. to make them at home and like. But I just wanted to bring in my creative side and saw it as a good opportunity to make a beautiful physical thing with nice pictures and. That totally. So yeah. that. So I want to ask about the um, caravan yep. and that whole process because obviously I had a smoothie yeah. bar as well. And weird, I know, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was lived about the same amount of time. Was yours three years? Three years. Yeah. Same. I think we were about yeah. three or so years. Yeah. But quickly before that, I just want to give a shout out to Nicole, your photographer. The photos yeah. in both of your books. They make it makes them. Yeah. And you can tell that you two must have quite a strong bond and connection because. I feel like she uh, captures your spirit and your essence so beautifully yeah. in these images. That and, of is course, her Fred. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know she loves Fred. Um, she's just amazing at light and capturing an energy and in mm. all the work she does mm. for everyone. But, like, she'll just get whatever that is that subject, she'll just make sure that she gets somehow she gets, like, a feeling in a photo. I don't know how but. And I completely agree with you and I think as uh, with all my books, I work with the same photographer. I work with a wonderful photographer called Amal and we have this trust between us and – uh, and she shoots and I get really self-conscious when I'm being shot and I'm like, oh, I, I, I always go, I feel, I feel really fat in that. And she's like, I got you, so stop worrying. Yeah. And it just straight away I then can like you almost yeah. drop your ego and then you're yeah. like she can shoot the essence and of who you are. that's where you learn, like not being a photographer myself, that it is so much more that their job is so much more than pressing a button and oh. editing photos and understanding light. It is like making the subject comfortable and understanding yeah. everything and it is does help to have that bond and the consistency and you can see that in your books too you can really tell that, that there's, there's a French a, yeah. underlying friendship but definitely so yeah I was looking at the books and I'm like who took these and then I figured out that you two swim in the mornings together yeah, is that yeah. the same Nicole yeah yeah <laughs> Well, That's I know. So we've the same kind of thing. Like we've got lots of funny little similarities that we've kind of discovered over the years that weren't talking. And one is yeah. swimming. Like both love swimming. It's rare to find someone else who wants to go jump in the ocean for an in, hour in the winter. In winter, yeah. <laughs> so you, I, and you do love like, and I digress here, but you love like open water swimming, yeah. surfing, hiking, yeah. mountain biking, like all things nature. Yes. Yeah, you, and your husband is it Fraser? Fraser, he's all into nature as well. Yes, he's definitely brought that into my life probably the most. Really? Yeah. Like I grew up on a farm outdoors and all that kind of thing, but the whole like yeah, mountain bike riding, surfing, I wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't for him. Yeah, so good. because yeah. biophilia, like healing power oh, of nature, totally. You can't yeah. go a day without. I know, especially being down here near the ocean, like yeah, our tradition is sunset. We walk to the beach, put our feet in the ocean, yeah. go for a walk in the water, come home, like, and it just resets your whole. So grounding. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. Back to caravan. Yes, back to caravan. So Fraser built it? Fraser built it. So originally he's a sustainable building designer and builder. He yeah. would love my cousin. My cousin builds tiny homes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, cool. I'm going to send you stuff. You, you yeah, you got to come over for a cuppa oh. and see. I was yeah. thinking so because. 
basically what happened was I was meant to go to Harry's house for this pod, but Matt's like, we're going to get the sound right, Lola, because I get a bit carried away and don't look look after my guests properly with their distance from the mic. And so you're here, <laughs> you're here to make sure the sound's perfect, but I meant to say to you upstairs, yes, can I please have a little date with you? Yeah. We're going to do I'm that veggie talk- patch tour yes. and show you the rainwater tank. Okay, <laughs> we'll lock it in. Yeah, yeah. So the caravan. Yeah. So originally I was just making heaps and heaps while I was doing the integrative nutrition course. Yep. I was just like pumping out smoothies and raw desserts for friends and family and everything and Fraze was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> you got to do something with this. And he was like, I'll make you a little cart and you can just walk up and down the main street of Barwon Heads with a cart. And I was like picturing like wearing a sombrero and kind of like, <laughs> you know, melting in the summer heat, dragging a cart around. I was like, no. And then we were just looking at pictures. Somehow like pictures of vintage caravans come up and came up and I, I've never slept in a caravan in my life. Like I don't know caravans but we were just like, it would be really cool to make a wooden, like remake one. Because it's like 1950s inspired, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, inspired. And then he like, he was like, no worries, yeah, I can do that. And I, we'd only been together for a year or a little bit more and I, so I was just like, well, he must be capable if he says he could do it. So I was like, cool, and just jumped in, like, whatever. And then he made the chassis and like like wow. welded the chassis, did everything and then we built it together at night, like when after work. Sometimes I can just I have a distinct memory of sanding at three in the morning, like trying to stay awake. And then painting it. And it had to have a commercial kitchen, of course, because of the smoothies. Yeah. And, and um first How long did it take? Like like three months. Oh like solid. I he it's still I didn't doable. know he was capable of it. So I was just like it got to November because we'd talked about it and I'd like figured out where we could park it and did all the relative council stuff. And then I was like, you know, like, are we doing this? And <laughs> so we just, um, yeah, I didn't realise how quickly he could do it and we opened it the day after we finished painting it. Like we drove it there that night and I taught him how to make a smoothie and we came back in the morning and opened it and three friends were there and then we didn't see anyone for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, that's amazing though. Yeah. That's what people need to know. That's what I, I love that you said that because like, um, you need people think even with public speaking, they're like, oh, mm. you, you know, it must be big audience. Some, no, I'm like, sometimes you're at a library and you're speaking yep. to five, six people, yeah. even though it's been promoted and definitely. I did one the other day at a bookshop that there was like six people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I knew all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've done book yeah. signings before, and yeah. you're like. I've done book signings where I'm like, well, do you want me to sit here and sign the stock so you've got stock signed? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay, sorry. And I'm like, no, nah, man, like yeah. you get so used to. Like, there's so many factors too. It's like it was raining or like. Keeps you humble too. Yeah, I definitely. love it. Yeah, and then it's a good opportunity for better, like more of a chat with those people. Well, and yeah. this is where I wanted to even um, talk about why the not why but like how the caravan came to close because I know with Happy Place it was so the first day it was so busy line around the corner of South yeah. Melbourne really busy the first day but what we hadn't factored in for is that Melbourne is like Siberia in winter time and no yes. one wants a smoothie in the winter yeah so every winter we'd all us owners would end up floating it so that means like putting money in to keep it alive basically yeah. and it'd be dead like some days you'd have five sales yeah. like it was bleeding in the winter yeah. money and and I didn't expect and my ego was like oh like really you know like yeah, it's, it's tough yeah and so we just said there was a really great opportunity to sell one summer and and I and I it was hard cuz summer it flies you yeah. know and I thought no I don't want to be sad again in the winter, like floating this yeah. thing. And, and you forget in summer because it's back to busy and, and it's night markets. Like, you know, I'm serving so many people, they love it. So like, yeah. So yeah, I guess I wanted and, and people often say to me like, oh, did it was it a failure? And I'm like, technically, yeah. But mm. on another level, no. Like, and the moment we sold it was like the most beautiful for me. It was the biggest lesson in letting go in business in a really positive way because yep. it was a really positive outcome for all of us selling it. And I remember when we sold it, I had a 
35 kilo crystal in there, clear quartz Ooh, crystal. Yeah. And I remember picking the because I wrote in the selling terms, I get to keep the crystal because oh. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this baby I mm. picked properly and I'd gone out and I bought it. And um, I remember picking the crystal up being like, I've still got a little piece of happy That's, place. Yeah. <laughs> We're the same. I've still got the sign. Yeah, you got the caravan. Keep, yeah, I've got the sign. The caravan. But like not the business, just the caravan, yeah. but the same thing. Although we did close for every winter, but yeah. it was just as hard like that we would had to then find something else to do. Like yeah, Fraze was stopping what he was doing and he's such a talented person in what he does and he would like have to stop his building and design for six months to help me and make smoothies. And he was awesome at it and everything, but it sort of paused his career in a way. Yeah. And I was starting to feel really guilty about that. And also it was it's a very big pay cut, like just making smoothies for me yeah. for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. And um, so it did get – it was the same thing for us where it was I just couldn't let go of the quality control either. Like I wasn't going to cut so costs and we me. put so much goodness into it. It was the best quality, like Australian-grown organic. And yeah. I was like – it's not worth it if I have to make this financially viable, so we just have to stop it. So that's the exact same situation in The Happy Place. One of my business partners said, why are we getting organic Byron Bay <laughs> macadamia nuts that cost a million squillion dollars a kilo when we can just get cheap, like yep. another nut that's cheap, and also why are we using maple syrup when we could use agave? And I was like, we're not using yeah. agave. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, because. But that's where you get that you get the moral questions of like a business brain says that but your heart says something else. And I've just found I always have to follow my heart or I'll just get that sick feeling and there's no, you almost have no choice. In a way. And also look at the magic that the caravan bought you, like yeah. this beautiful book that you yeah. have and like if someone for me that never got to experience the caravan but I do get to through yeah, the totally. book, you know, I and think that's it's yeah. good things come from yeah. it is what I'm kind of getting at. That's why I love that quote, that Steve Jobs quote, you can't connect the dots <gasps> for but you can connect them backwards because I look back now I'm 30. For turning 34 soon. I feel like we're I can, the same. So weird. Yeah. I feel like I can really look back and go, oh, that happened because of that and that. And no time is ever wasted. And I learned that when I did totally. that. Totally. Yeah. And there's something really freeing for people listening. Like if you've got this project and your heart's saying one thing, but then like it's not viable from a business perspective at the moment, it, it, there's something really freeing when you really like have the courage to let go. Yes. Totally. Because if you, yep. like, the, again, the Steve Jobs thing, look at all that other stuff. And also now you've got Hole, and which is yep. the second book, and now you're working on a third book to come out in November. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. If you need Following. a recipe tester, you just, yeah. um, you just <laughs> on our coffee date, maybe you can um, we we'll do some recipe do testing. Yep. <laughs> and that's like another thing where it's a little bit of a, I'm putting myself out on a limb again, like I always do. And I've, I think I've built confidence around that in the last 15 years. Um, because it's not all food and it's like it's, oh, it's cool. res, like sustainable um, cleaning and like all the recipes for make your own everything, body, everything for the home, body and cleaning recipes. I knew you were really into eco life. I knew I actually made you a little Prezi pack and Ooh. it's all eco. Ooh. I think it's all stuff you're going to oh love so hopefully. But um, so I digress. Matt and I sat in a treehouse, Airbnb treehouse in Byron mm. Bay and it was all eco like to the point that the host had made own cleaning products, own shampoo, oh, own drop toilet as well, which yeah. Matt had never experienced before. <laughs> <laughs> but really like schmick, beautiful treehouse but with this. And with it was a, a very schmick though, like a long drop. A very long drop. That's yeah. the way to say But, yeah, I'll have to send you the details. I think you'd love something yeah, like awesome. hammock, very oh, natural Harry styles. Yeah. Very. So yeah. the, one of my big regrets, we have a mutual friend, Karina Duncan, and you're, you went to school with Olivia, Olivia. as well. Yeah. They've created this wonderful co-working space. Is it in Newtown? It is, yes. it East Geelong, it's I get confused. Newtown. It says it's Newtown on the address. Yeah. Great, yep. thank you. Um, <laughs> but it's called The Co. So if anyone in that area needs a great co-working space, Amazing. shout out to The Co because they are wonderful girls. Yeah. Well, a lot of the next book was written in there. Like really? I, I mean like edited and whatever. Like I was so productive just because you working you from s- home. I was thinking of going there and working in New Zealand oh. while I'm living down here. Yeah, it's, oh, you should. It's amazing. Can yeah. you just get day passes? You can, can't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh, yeah. There we go. I just got a. I just got like a thirty visit 
thing. Oh, so I was like, and it kind of held me accountable. I was like, I've, I'm going to come here every Friday and sit and work. And someone else will be there doing like at a distance from you working and you're just like, yeah, because they're working, I'm working. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> I've got this friend, this wonderful friend in Sydney called Jane Naglind who she's just one of my best kind of like – you know when you've got those friends that are your cheerleaders? She's one yes. of them. Yeah. And every time I work from her place, she's always like, just come to my place and work. She's like, you get two weeks of work done in two hours because she is just such a little go-getter. Yeah. And in her office she's got three clocks and it's like Australia time or Sydney time, LA time, New York time. Oh, mackerel. And Yeah, such a and, – and, and I'll be like oh, – and I yeah. just get so yeah. much done. and. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm pumped. I'm going to check out that space. Yeah. But every time I'd go to the co, because we shot Lola Coffee campaign there, Karina yeah. would always say, "Lola, you're going to get down to Natural Harry." She's like, "You're going to. They've got yoga wear. You're going to lose oh, your so bananas." Nice. And I'd always say to Matt, "Boss, we've got to go because we'd always go to Born and Bread as well. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I need to get to Natural Harry. And it's my biggest regret. I didn't oh. ever get there while you were open. <laughs> so you had a concept. That was a very roundabout way of getting to you. You had a concept story yes, in East Geelong. for two years from, yeah, all of 2018 and 2019. You shut after or ran Chrissy Christmas, time, didn't you? The day after Christmas Eve we shut just this last year. And, yeah, it wasn't, it didn't mean to be just two years. It was meant to be like, well, the lease was for seven and a half or like the full lease was seven and a half. And that was me trying to bring in the like all my knowledge about fashion design mm. and I'd, I've managed retail stores and stuff in the past and wanting to just like bring people's attention to some really amazing brands and, yeah. And really that, that kind of like ethical, sustainable message yes. as well, right? Yeah. And so that went for two years then, yeah? Yes. Is that what you said? Yeah. So what made you want to end that journey? Um, so basic, well, similar kind of problems to the caravan. I really have to be really honest. I don't think of any, I've ever told anyone this, but most of the reason was because I, I'm just always working on every time I go to like the acupuncturist or anything or something to do with like my heart being too open. And I was there every day kind of on a platter for everyone, which is amazing in so many circumstances, but I was just counts. I'm not a counselor, but I had just. I, I seem to attract maybe it's the books and things. Um, people would come in for and like kind of offload everything and like that's great. I really wanted to help but also I wasn't protecting my own yeah, <laughs> like mental health at the same time and I just take on everything. Like I did everything. I'd try and learn. I'd have a shower after work to try and like wash it away because I just felt like I couldn't serve anyone if I was depleted from doing that but also mm. I was there to I had to to pay the rent I have to sell things but I was just like counseling people and they'd leave um and then had some amazing supportive legends who were there to buy things too but I just yeah I I can't not give in that way and I've had to like learn a few boundaries yeah. to be able to serve people or I will not be there to yeah. I'm so sense. glad you said that. So this is where I always – I used to practice as a nutritionist. Yeah. And I would find – so one of my teachers told me it's where you get psychically hooked and so you, you'll be like opening your heart, yes. taking on the energy and it's be really beautiful, nourishing conversation. You'll be holding space with this person yep. and then you'll kind of get home and be like, I feel really shit, even though it was yep. a beautiful exchange and a great experience. Totally, yeah. That's what's so important to say. It will yeah. be a lovely experience and you feel great for helping or totally. great for holding that space. Definitely, yeah. but it kind of ends up coming at a cost to you on yeah. an energetic kind of level. Yeah. Is that what you're kind of getting There's got to be some kind of connect, like energy connection happening and sometimes it's not an even exchange. Like certain, sometimes someone will yeah. come in and just tell me just – re-tell me all of the news that they'd watched that morning or something. And sometimes that would just like be feel like it was an exchange one way. They'd just dumped and left. And then sometimes it would be an amazing chat and I would feel energised from it. But like overall I felt like I was just like open and I, I don't still don't really know, to be honest, how to help that and how to protect that heart space. As you were but, saying that, I was like, oh, she's a healer. Like you're probably, that's probably even through your books you're through the caravan, absolutely through the shop, but also through your own lines of fashion and whatnot. It probably nourishes people and heals them on a this is yeah. us getting quite hippie and esoteric yeah. and woo-woo. Woo -woo. <laughs> Love it. 
But you're probably healing people on it. What's your star sign? I am two minutes into Leo from Cancer. So I'm like bang on the cusp, 12.02. Yeah. So sensitive. You've got the sensitivity of Cancerian. And then the Leo would be like this willingness to put yourself out yes. there in a way. So I'm it. torn all the time. I'm like, yeah. I'm an introvert, but I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go back into my yeah. crab shell. That <laughs> yeah. Lee, I get on so well with Leo girls for some ah, reason. Yeah. Because I love that. I'm Virgo through and through. But I, yeah. But I feel like you're also a real empath. Like you have the same kind of thing, like the energy exchange. You're open well, when you talk to you. That's why I imagine when you did make the call with both the concept store and the caravan, like I don't know about you, but when I'd made the call to sell Happy Place and my business partners were five businessmen, like businessmen, yeah, I just broke down and cried when we'd all made, when they initially said, hey, it's not me, you know, like let's make the call. And I said, give me two weeks because I knew, I went straight to my therapist. I was like, I have to process this. I can't make a choice out of emotion. And like from the heart space, as great as the heart space is, like in business, Use it for your intuition, but you also need to, I don't know, you need to yeah. like let that settle in order to make a clear choice. Do you That's think? That's totally. That is the skill. That is what I'm always trying to work out is the balance between the head and the heart. And I feel really gifted with the intuition. Like so lucky if you are that open person because yeah. you can kind of feel things out, see where something's going. Yeah. It gives you the creativity. But then you have to bring in that and that like – you know, that's your way. It was your heart in it. So, of totally. course, you're going to, like, break down. Yeah. it's, it's and, and this is the cool thing and this is where, I, I don't know if you know this, I'm really passionate about mental health. So I see my therapist for business. I'll be like, I've got this business plan. I want to sit down yeah. with you. And he's the like, best. this is strong. This is going to, like, before the coffee even launched, my therapist saw that business plan. Yeah. Before we even, like, actually put it into practice. And I think yeah. that, like, for you as well, I think having the open heart is quite magical. So, like, keep it, my friend. Yeah, it's And it's good. a superpower. Yeah. But one thing that's really you've totally made me realise in acting school, we've got a teacher that teaches us. There's all, basically in acting world, I didn't know this until I started studying, there's heaps of different, like, techniques basically, different yeah. schools of thought. You know, one, one teacher will teach you one school of thought and another one will teach you another. Anyway, we were doing this one class where the teacher said, do you think you live from the head, the heart or the gut? And I straight away was like, heart. And, this, you know, a lot of people were head, so it was like split yeah. between head and, head and gut. And she said, and, and like the analytical people were head, the like emotive people were heart. And she goes, the best place to actually live is gut, is impulse, like wow. intuition. Yeah. Because you're not, it's not emotive and it's yes. not analytical. It's like an inbuilt intuition. That's so interesting because I get really kind of confused when I try and tap into my intuition, I so I get confused between the head, the gut and the heart totally. sometimes. Same you know? with me. You're like, is it a gut reaction or am I feeling it? Yeah, from the heart. I know, mm. right? I've, I found I was kind of shocked when she said that. But yeah. then I was like, you know when you get a feeling and, and you kind of, I'm like, oh, I've got that feeling. Yeah. like Physical in your body, gut. Yeah. 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 And it's I like think I'm if you, well, I think when you think about like caravan, the books, the store, everything, you'll notice that it probably starts like you've got the head, you've got the heart, but then the gut will come in as well. It's yeah. like a three pronged yes, approach. Yes, totally. And I think like, you know, the external factor and what people say really affects me. And I, people will, you know, the reactions to closing the caravan were mostly. Like, oh, you know, oh, you're right. Oh, oh, yeah. And you're like, and I took that. I was like, oh, no, failure, failure. But now I look back on the three biggest failures, in inverted commas, and I'm like, well, I am really glad. Like it's unusual that I have changed every two years so far and altered Natural Harry to be a different kind of entity. But then I'm like, I, cu- I couldn't do it any other way because I actually follow from my gut or my heart. <laughs> yeah. And so it does lead you in some random <laughs> Do you notice places? though, do you, I remember distinctively, you know how you just mentioned about the caravan and people are like, are you okay? I got that with Happy Place. Did you? Yeah. Eight out of ten people would be like, oh, is everything okay? Yeah. And then there was two people basically out of eight out of oh. ten that would be like, oh, my God, how exciting. Yes. 
And it was so interesting when I'd announced the shop was closing and having that direct just like when the caravan was closing. We, we kind of we shut the caravan after our last day on the block for that year. So I didn't experience as much of it in person but in the shop I did and people knew it was coming and I had exactly the same ratio. That is so crazy. Like, And the people who were like the cheerleaders, I was just like, oh, my God. I'd be like, hang on, wait here for a second. I'm like, thank you so much. And it's so just yeah such a different reaction because from... you have to take risks you yeah. have to do the scary yeah. thing you ha- and if you think about the people that were like this is exciting you'll remember i they're the six they're the business successful people usually uh, in my life yes yeah it's really interesting like risk comes with success like they're, yeah. they're hand in hand you've got to go for the and risk failure Oh, yeah. yeah. They say the most successful people look for failure and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I do lesson. now. Like I look back and I think I think like one of the blessings that comes with time is that you realise when you've failed you don't die. Like, you know, like something's happened and you're like, actually I can go and risk a bit more next time because that happened, you know, like the shorts didn't work out. Yeah. But I'm still here and I'm still doing something else. And it's like proof. You totally. just keep getting, yeah. So, so I, I want to quickly talk because I know this this pod will come out. We're recording ahead of time for for you because I was like, I've got to snap her up while I'm in talking. <laughs> um, when you bring the next book out in November, you mentioned that that is more of a lifestyle book as opposed yeah. to just re- is that correct? It's only recipes. Like I yeah. don't bang on too much about anything really. There's a little bit of like the tips like yeah. there are in the other two, but it's mostly just like, pay, you know, recipe and photo and like <sighs> just like the others. But that's what the, I just wanted it to be really simple and just really simplify that stuff because it's quite daunting to people like how do I make my own bench, like, you know. Shampoo or. Shampoo. Yeah. Yeah. One of my yeah. most proudest. Yeah. <laughs> Got lovely it's like, locks it's in front colored of me. when it's no. like the liquid, but it's really works really well. Um, and they're really easy to be the cell and, line, yeah. Don't worry, it's poo but, colored, but it <laughs> works well. Oh my god, I should. Um, but they're like also the one of the things I'm asked the most is to show more of our house, and so the imagery is really home. Like, yes. the, I can't tell you the title of the book, but it's yeah. very much based on the home and our house and that visually. So, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. It's really exciting. You're getting me excited for our tea date we're going to have too yes. at your place. Yes. I've got to see this veggie yeah. patch. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a bit scraggly. That's one thing about veggie patches is like they go through periods of looking amazing and then really bad and then amazing. Do you know the best veggie patch I've ever been to? And you should put this on your bucket list. There's a retreat in um, just out of Byron Bay called Gaia. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. And they've got a, the most incredible veggie patch. Do they cook everything from? Oh, Most is on oh, site dream. and the stuff that's not on site is like local. They'll be like, yeah. "This is these macadamias are from Mullumbimby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lose your marbles. Like oh. Matt and I, we've been there together. We that's go a there. dream We're like, when are we next going to Gaia? And they've got even the tea that you have is like house-made yeah. and their own hibiscus and oh. lemongrass. It's nourishing. So yeah. put it on your bucket list because, yeah, you would love that. But you get as when you stay there, the horticulturalist teaches you how to like harvest and grow your own turmeric, oh, wow. ginger, and then that night you'll have some some of that ginger and turmeric in your meal. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, like, my God, that's my dream. I feel like I could do a bit of that, like Fred and I go out to the veggie patch. Oh. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit to your dream? Like, and I know you just mentioned it changes every two years or so, but like how? what happens if we fast forward Natural Harry five years from now? Like how could that feel or look? Oh, that's such an interesting question. I was actually thinking about that on the drive over here because I feel like I all my learn like I'm constantly trying to learn. I'm always doing a course or listening to something and, and I feel like there's the uh, – I'm told in these courses and things to have a goal, but I don't really have like an ultimate goal. I think I more think about a feeling all the time. So always, always bring like, it back to a feeling. Yeah. Always. So I guess like I'm really loving the books and that side of things. Um, and I think well, I would I would really like to live like somewhere a bit warmer. <laughs> we both said before we were like, and I was like, my dream's to live in a treehouse in Byron Bay and have a retreat. And you're like, I think our dreams are similar. Yeah, really similar. <laughs> but I mean, I, th- I guess the dream is just to be serving people in some way and 
be in a space where I can kind of have a nice like balance of life. Like it is a more, it's kind of more an esoteric idea than like a. Well, it's an idea and a a feeling like you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And would a goal for you be, just because I've dived deep, you might have seen, I, I was like, you know when you dive deep stalking someone on Instagram and you accidentally yeah. like a photo? I did that to you this morning. <laughs> and it's old From photo. 2012 or something. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then awesome. I was like, oh, well, I'm here now. I'm as yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 yeah. Um, but is is there a goal for you to kind of like live off the land eventually? I mean, you sounds like you oh, kind I'd of do to. that. Yeah, a we def- bit now. we substitute some of our food at the moment, and so many people ask me, "Do you grow everything you eat?" and like it's a full-time job to do that. And so that would be an ultimate goal to be able to like live off the land completely and that uh, that is a dream. Like is it something to... you would love. Have you yeah. heard of This Way of Life? No. Oh, you're going to lose your – it's on YouTube. <gasps> okay. So watch it tonight. Okay. Yeah. Um, basically there's a – it's about a – sorry, I completely cut you off, but I was like, if I don't say this doco, no, I'm going to forget yeah. it. It's, it's about a horse whisperer that lives in wow. like um, New Zealand off the yeah. land with his family. They've got like eight kids literally. Um, and basically at the very start in the trailer, he's, they go, what do you do for a living? And he goes, yeah. what? I live for a living. Ah. But they live off the land, that. off the grid. Yeah. Like, and they show the hardships of trying yeah. to live that way. That's a, a um, speaking of documentaries, I was telling you before we started this about Big Little Farm yeah. and similar kind of thing. And it does show the hardships. And I think that's really important because a lot of like, in, that's why things like this, I think are so important podcasts and especially yours that's really transparent and open is that like Instagram and things we all know is a highlights reel and stuff and can look really, you know, um, perfect and ideal and you're just out, you know, in your veggie garden with your like beautiful like flowy skirt on and things like that. But there are, you know, there is like some hardship to trying to do that kind of thing but the satisfaction comes from that. Yes. Yeah. And, again, the feeling. Like yes. there's a feeling you get in your heart when you're living yeah. true and yeah. to your innate calling. Yeah. Or in yoga we call it dharma. Have you yeah. trained in yoga? Yeah, I did my teacher training I knew you did. two years ago. Yeah. Because I was yeah. watching you on Insta doing handstand practice a few days ago. Oh. Do you know you're how many people like gave me advice after? Correct. I was like, oh, I feel like such a bad like. Well, I actually was going for a walk, and a couple yes. of people stopped me and were like, "Harry, you just need like I hadn't met them. You just need they to hadn't met you. no. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to have your hands together. Look, I have got no core strength. I'm just like a Noted. jelly wobbly yeah. like noodle person, <laughs> and but it's fun to play too. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, you do have to know a little bit. Like I definitely needed to take some of that advice before I started because you can't as a teacher. You can see what someone else is doing, but when you're practicing it, you don't you're back to know student. what you look like. Yeah. You're back to student and you're always student in yoga. But um I like I did something to my groin. I was did like you? flinging up with one leg trying to do a handstand. <laughs> like all the things I know in my head, I'm hearing my the lady that taught me, um, like, but still doing the wrong thing. <laughs> I saw actually a quote on your page when I was deep diving and you said the yoga is done off the mat. Yeah, the um, real yoga, yoga can't be seen. Something just, like that, yeah. That was like my biggest learning from my teacher training. Yeah. Because with Instagram and things and the popularity of it, the resurgence of it, it's like, of course, Instagram is visual. How do you get away from that? Like there are amazing mm. ballerina-looking girls doing the splits and putting their toes on the back of their head in a handstand. Like that's fabulous. But I do think that like any conversations I've had with anyone who wants to do it and hasn't will say, what if I'm not good or like I can't do yoga? And it's like, no, you can if you just sit and close your eyes, you're doing yoga. Like it's not, yeah. I think even the way you describe it, living from your heart and having that open heart, to me that's like vulnerability and being brave. To me that is also yoga. Yes. But I love, I love the physical aspect of yoga. Like I am, I really struggle to meditate and sit. Something I've tried over the years so much and swimming's more my meditation, but I love the, the physical aspect of how you can open your hips and that releases emotions. And that's the stuff I just like find really juicy and the opening heart and how you can have a reaction in yoga to like 
you can start crying because you've done a heart opener and think that boggles me. Like the yeah. fascia holding emotions and stuff just boggles my uh, mind. Yeah, especially yin. Yeah. Do you love yin yoga love as well? Yin. Yeah. If you can do yin, I don't. I think there's a big part for people listening that are like, what's yin? You hold the poses for much longer because we're yeah. working on your fascia, yeah. tendon, less less muscular like vinyasa. But I think if that's your meditation, that's very meditative. That's, yeah. you know, I don't think I, I'm, I find it very hard to sit and do yeah. a mantra for 20 minutes morning and night. So for me, nature like you, but yin yeah. really, yin. yin yoga really yeah. kind of ticks that box. And sitting with the uncomfort and learn, the probably the biggest learning I've had about meditation is that it isn't trying to blank your mind. And no. it is just a process of just being just connecting with your body, really. That's all. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's almost like being okay with the thoughts and, yeah. and seeing them and noticing that they're there. As you don't opposed have to, to reach samadhi. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. I know, right? Levitate out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe how fast this is. Oh, I need no. to ask you yeah. one more thing. Okay. You're so good at TikTok. Oh, so are you. <laughs> you sent me Lily. the best. You sent me the best ones. Uh, does Chris Lily have his own TikTok too? Oh, no, all, the, all of his like sound clips oh my and God. things. He probably does. He's got a really good Instagram. He's oh, like, he's, he's he is a funny man. Oh, yeah, because I did a Chris Lily TikTok. Yeah. Did you do it too? You did. Um, yes, yeah, the uh, the mum one. Yeah. I actually met him one day, like when I um, was at a music festival. Yeah. In uh, Does he have a twin? Do you know? No, Not I sure. think it's him. No, it I think is. It'll oh, be, okay. He's really well, quiet. And he's very and nice, but I was like, oh, hi. And he was like, oh, no, that's my twin. So, like, obviously taking the piss. <laughs> really? So then I left going, oh, I just met Chris Lou's twin. Yeah. Let's find out. We've got to Google it. We'll do a little. Yeah, yeah. There's a podcast I love listening to. It's called Armchair Expert with yes, Zach Shepard. Yeah. And they do a fact check at the end ah. and do and check all the stuff. So I'll do a check. I'll do a check if Chris yeah, yeah. has a okay. has a tweet Let's for find you. out. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, One thank you. bit if just to end on like if people are listening this and being like, oh my God. You know, I'd love to do that. I'd love to like set up a little caravan or I'd love to write books or I'd just love to have my own veggie patch. Whatever it is, like what's your advice for someone just to bring a little bit more, apart from getting the Lazy Bones Loaf, which yeah. I'm obsessed oh, yeah. with, <laughs> look up Lazy Bones Loaf after this, guys, literally just on your website, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just add water, a pinch of – if we don't use maple, sometimes when we're doing the savoury one we add a tiny bit of olive oil. Yeah, you don't have to ha- – yeah, it's like it's sort of choose your own adventure. Yeah, and bread. we do an olive and <laughs> olive and ro- – yeah. basically it's this loaf mix and all you need to add pretty much is water. W- water, but yeah. we'll either go sweet or savoury. Yeah. And like the favourite at the moment is we've gone down – we've done like three fruit loaves, but the, oh. but the olive and rosemary savoury. Mm, that's my favourite. Oh, a bit of avo, a bit of sauerkraut. Except then like I made one the other day and I was like, I just really feel like peanut butter and honey. And I had it on the olive oil with rosemary. (laughs) It was actually quite good. Well, it still works? It still works. Oh, good. You know, you find that actually isolation isolation has been amazing for that and not going to the shops. The other day I had peanut butter and tomato on toast. It's really good. Really? Because it was all I had. Yeah. But like it was actually amazing. Because the saltiness would have worked. Yeah, with a bit of coconut and mayonnaise. Like, oh, you know, risky behaviour. But it worked. Of it. Yeah, it worked. Hey, the risks pay off. Yeah, mate. yeah, yeah. So, what, so, yeah, for people listening that want like that little kind of like gem of wisdom from you, what would your advice be if people just were like, how do I live more wholesome or how do I chase a dream? Very loaded question I feel. but um, uh, I think... I think following your instincts it would be and, and just be you. Stick to your own path, like put the blinkers on. You don't need to be anyone else because and you're not going to be liked by everyone and like just being comfortable with that and keeping in your own sort of, yeah, staying in your own lane because everyone needs whatever you've got to offer in your unique way. Yeah, and love there'll it. always be someone and some people who love it and need the uh, wisdom. Everyone has some wisdom to share. Do you know that's yeah. my mantra? Anytime I stress out, and because it's Instagram, so easy to get be like, why has mm. that person got that job and not yep. like me? And why is that like? And I'm just like, put your blinkers on, Lola. Like, totally. You don't know the full story of that no. either. And there's so many variables. Yes. Like, so many people would come to the caravan and say, one girl used to come very often with her boyfriend and say, 
um, oh, you're so lucky, you're so lucky and be like, hey, Jimmy, build me a caravan, you're so lucky. And I was like, well, so many things had to line up for this. He's done a carpentry apprenticeship yeah. and then became a carpenter and I'm living with my parents so we can afford to do this. And, like, there's so many different little variables and yeah. things and it's just like you don't know what anyone else's story is. You're so right. Like, yeah, yeah that's why it's really important to stay in your own Stay in your own lane. Yeah. And then that fits with the swimming too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can you quickly add, did you really, do you really swim with stingrays on the yeah, reg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what do you, can you I, t- it, it was so weird. You're probably the same. I just like get attracted to something I'm quite fearful of. Like I've yeah. always been terrified of ship hulls, yeah. like the bottom of a ship. And like I, I swam a lot in Point Lonsdale um, with a group of girls and you pretty much turn your head every single stroke and are looking at a big ship somewhere, like in the distance. That freaks like Titanic, oh, my God, gives yeah. me heebie-jeebies. And there's like little boats in the Barwon Heads River where we swim and that freaks me out and stingrays freak me out. I don't know. I, can't, I don't know. And so you keep doing it. Know. You're going to love this. So I love doing, I'm obsessed with orca whales. Like oh, I, they're my... Yeah. Toto man, I'm like. I watched the Blackfish documentary oh, after you suggested it. Incredible. Amazing. So yeah. people say. Confronting, but amazing. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to say something negative. And I'm like, no, it's so evoking. It evokes something and it's empowering. And look how much change has come as a result totally. of it. Totally. It's illegal yeah. to now breed or You sometimes in have to look at the uncomfortable thing. It's like with, with working on your mental health, you've got to look at the uncomfortable thing to. Yeah, to deal with it. hundred yeah. percent. Um, where's I going? To, oh, so I always, so I swam with whale sharks in the Maldives. Ooh. And where I swam, because the the boat, so basically you're not meant to take proper propeller, like um, the motorised boats out there because it oh. clips their fins. So they're just like wind powered. You're allowed to take wood, like a wooden. So our boat had some kind of like wooden something okay, or rather yeah, on it. Yeah, Does this yeah. make sense to you? Uh, yeah. A bit? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to so apparently basically. A wooden propeller. Well, wood, well, because when the whale sharks come up oh, to breathe. yeah, you don't want to. The bat, so anyway, basically yeah. I'm going about this in a very roundabout way. But I get the, you. The host, I've got the actions going on. There's like an arm going round and round. <laughs> the host was like our boat is good because of the, or the propeller's up high or something. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. clip Some there. Safety. Yeah. Right. So the whale sharks, there's a big thing, like whale sharks' fins get clipped by um, oh. coming up too high and the boats get and them. And they're such gentle giants. They're they? like the golden retriever of the ocean. Oh. But anytime I do something like in Hawaii, I swam with giant green sea turtles and I'll always research the local sharks. Oh, I would too. I, I looked up, do you know stingrays are related to sharks? I've well, gone I, deep on learning about them because I'm like, if I'm going to accidentally touch one with my tummy again, I didn't know about these guys. <laughs> they related to sharks. And I think, yeah, they are. Because yeah. there was a shark attack in talks, you know that? Last oh, week. Last week? Yeah, last oh week. Oh, my God. And, At yeah, main surfing beach. too. I just forget. I think about it when I'm on the land and when I'm in the water I forget about That's sharks. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're in there like you've chosen to be so you may as well forget your oh. legs dangling off yeah. the board. <laughs> Like seriously, and I never watched Jaws, so I feel like that's helped. Cause Definitely, that, like we grew up in that era of Jaws yes, being a yes. thing. Yeah, and I refused. Oh, good yeah. girl, good yeah. girl. But so yeah, my thing is I love these na- like swimming with nature, being mm. out in nature, but I have to know what the local sharks yeah. are. Like in Hawaii, I was like, don't worry, a tiger shark hasn't been spotted in two years. Yeah. It's just reef sharks. I'm the same in Lonnie. Last attack was 20 years ago. Yeah. He swims, that guy who got attacked, so I figure, like, it's okay. Because you literally open water swim, don't you? Like, yeah, yeah. Out on the beach. Yep. yep. Is that where the stingrays are? Uh, the stingrays are in the Barwon Heads River. There's a there's a few of them hanging around, and I was telling you before, we've kind of named them. Nick and I have named them. So Nick and Harry have named them Barry and Dick. And <laughs> there's one that's missing a tail. So he's like, a boat's obviously chopped his tail off. Stumpy, I think his nickname is. Oh. Yeah, like the local, apparently the primary school kids learnt about him. But that makes me sad. Like even a, a creature that is like quite terrifying to me and I think Steve Irwin thing has caused yeah. more fear about them even though you literally would have to get really close. Stand on them or, yeah, yeah, like fish over them or something. I, yeah, really 
um, feel sorry for them that like a boat can come along and chop their stinger off. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally feel the same. But yes, but, I have yeah. a weird obsession. Yeah, <laughs> we will start sending each other on yeah. Insta. Look at this shark documentary. I love orcas. Oh man, the like sea cows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think there's anything like don't like someone needs to make some Pixar movie about an orca. It'd just be like, oh, <sighs> you know. <laughs> Walking along the bottom of the one sea. of my dreams is because I'm quite have a obsession with Steve and he's always been a hero because he's I've always Amazing. thought he's unapologetically shared himself yes. to help animals and to help totally. educate people, yeah. and so I've always been a huge fan. And when I saw Happy Feet, he was the voice of one of the animals. Oh, was he? I didn't know that. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, life goal. I need to be a voice oh. on a Pixar movie. <laughs> yes, you know what? You would be amazing. <laughs> so would but you? What animal? Do you ever play that game with friends? Got a friend that's a Labrador. You know, like different. Really? What would you be? And what I'd be, be Splodge the Kangaroo from Blinky Bill specifically. You did. You, you, you did say that at the start. What would I be? Something really like friendly. Uh, what would, What do you feel like? What's your spirit at all? <laughs> well, my therapist works as he's a hypnotherapist. Yeah, and he works on. I he always because I like to be because I in business I'm still too much of a softie, which I think you can probably relate to. So it's yeah. like your totem animal needs to be a jaguar. Yes. He always says to me, he's like, start thinking like a jaguar. Yeah. He's like, they're clear, they're single focused, they don't worry about others' yes. thoughts. And he's like, and also. And you don't have to lose the softness either. Yeah. But it's just being when you go into a situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't there know. You go, jaguar. Oh, man. It's cool. Oh, <laughs> don't know if I've got it yet. <laughs> Working on it. Oh, thank you so much. You're thank awesome. You. I didn't expect us to end on talking about oceanic no. wildlife. Neither, neither. <laughs> <laughs> All good podcasts end oh, that way. Oh, man. Thank no. you so, so much. You're wonderful. Guys, if you want to check out more of Natural Harry, you're on the gram. Your books are in bookstores. Uh, you've got a wonderful um, website which has also got a live blog with I looked up a recipe and it was like, these muff, these berry muffins you'd made. Yeah. yeah, man. There's so much. I always lean towards the sweets, always. Yeah. I'm a sweet too. Yeah, yeah. Me too. So please check out the blog. And November 2020, there's going to be a new yep. book. Third book. Yeah, Woo-hoo. girl. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. Best potty ever. Honored to have you, mate. Honored. That's a wrap on another episode of Fearlessly Failing. As always, thank you to our guests. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at Yummo Lollaberry. This potty, my word for podcast, is available on all streaming platforms. I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment. And of course, spread the love.